Good evening, y'all. The clock just struck five, therefore it is time to go live. As always, I am Kay, and unfortunately, Connor happens to be out sick today, but she here in spirit. Y'all know what it is. Welcome to Gadio on Blaze Radio. If you don't know what that is, Gadio is all about the best of news and pop culture within the LGBT community. And today, for the very first time in Gadio history, we have a special guest. Y'all want to know who that special guest is? This is Olivia Richard. This is Cronkite royalty out here on Gadio this evening. I mean, I don't know about Cronkite royalty. I think I'm just, you know struggling through like everyone else no 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 let me explain to you why olivia richard is cronkite royalty so y'all know rupaul rupaul's drag race the very famous show within the lgbt community it's all about basically the top-notch drag queens of the world compete on rupaul's drag race rupaul's the one and only rupaul's peeps called olivia richard and told her that they want to hook her up and let her do some promo for them. So tell me how that was, Liv. How did that even happen? Um, so the whole process was kind of a blur. Like, I was always interested in RuPaul's Drag Race. I mean, I think it's one of those shows that has kind of transcended the LGBT community. And, I mean, it's really into just pop culture in general. Um, I think it's something that all... There's a wide range of interest for. And so when I got a phone call with the opportunity to interview, of all people, Courtney Act, um, who is stunning and an absolutely lovely person, I jumped at it. I could not believe my ears. It was it was unreal. That's pretty sick. She's a, she's only a sophomore, guys. I aspire to be like Olivia when I grow up. But for y'all who don't know Courtney Act, we'll just give you a little rundown of who she is. She was on season six. How many was she on any other seasons of RuPaul? She was not on any other seasons, but she did compete in Australian Idol, and she was a finalist there. So I mean, and she was a finalist in RuPaul. So like, she's popping. She's yeah. she's essentially popping. All right, we'll give you a little rundown as to who Courtney Act is. She's an accomplished singer. Former. She competed and was a finalist, like Olivia said, on Australian Idol. She most recently competed on season six of RuPaul's Drag Race, where she was a runner-up. So yeah. she's she's pretty up there in in the drag community. She basically she is. is queen. Basically, I mean, she community. sings, she performs, she has a music video. She just was on tour. Y'all wait, y'all, we're gonna play her voice for y'all later, so you can hear. She can sing. She don't just sing. She <laughs> sang. You know what I mean? <laughs> like she's amazing. I mean, she really is just a performer in all aspects. I mean, I mean, not many people can make a transition to Broadway, and she really did that, and her reviews were excellent across the board. Right. I Obviously. All right, so one of my favorite parts, let's just talk about RuPaul's Drag Race for a sec. One of my favorite parts of RuPaul's Drag Race is the part where we, where they, um, just do the, they like dress up and they have to create their outfits <laughs> and everyone's fighting and dissing yes. each other and it is a hot mess every clothes are hot flying everywhere <laughs> glitter the, the whole everything. night feathers everything so there's a segment actually olivia watches the show a lot more than i do so please just explain this okay so they have like in certain challenges they have to make their own outfits and so I mean, I'm fascinated with, like, how much time they're able to, you know, dedicate to creating this um, and how m- how many outfits they were actually able to bring. So I took the opportunity to, when I was talking to Courtney to ask her about that. And, you know, she just 
she's a girl after my own heart. She likes her clothes, likes her shoes. I'll let her say, like, tell you what the rules are. They tell you that you can. They tell you that you can bring five bags, but you know what they didn't do? They didn't say how big the bags could be. So I went to Home Depot and bought these massive tubs, like these giant. 50-gallon, I don't know how many 50-gallons is, I know metrics, but they were really big. Like, you could fit, I could have easily, like, fit the whole cast of Drag Race in my baggage if I'd, like, cut off some of their limbs and stuff to fit. You're the greatest star, and nothing, and no one's gonna keep me down. And you, and you, and all of you, oh, make you love me. So, for all of you, that was a little bit of a clip of Courtney singing. It was from my favorite episode of her season, which was from Shade the Rusical. Uh, oh my gosh, that was just a bunch of laughs. I know, Kayla, you got an opportunity to yeah. see that one. <laughs> Shade. Shade the Rusical. <laughs> I mean, it was... It was so entertaining. I watched it multiple times, and I will shamelessly admit that if I could sing at all, I would totally want to be um, Penny, which is a character that Courtney plays. And when I say she plays the character, I mean she embodied it, right, Kayla? You right, girl. I'm still stuck on the fact that this is called Shade the Rusical, but I'm going <laughs> to let you finish. No, <laughs> so, like, you know with her doing her Broadway, having been on American Idol, I was really curious to find out how she was able to get into character for this role. I mean, right. with such such a short time frame, it's not like they have months to prepare. So Courtney was kind enough to tell me a little bit about how she envisioned Penny um, in order to get the product that we saw on television. Well, she was the young ingenue who just arrived in town. And uh, and then she fell in with the wrong crowd drinking fish oil. I actually just read um, somewhere, maybe in Vulture, RuPaul did an interview, and I think he said, maybe it was that interview, it could have been somewhere else, So he said that there's like a Shades of Rusical, the album coming out. But I don't know whether, I haven't heard anything about it, so I don't know whether it's like our the musical or whether it's some sort of other like RuPaul musical album. I mean, a CD, Shade the Rusical. <laughs> Flies off the shelves. <laughs> I, I'm in. I'm totally in for that. I mean, talk about like good sound quality. I mean, good musicality. I think that the performers um, on RuPaul's Drag Race, they're really more than just drag queens. They're, you know, they're varied and diverse performers i think don't you think it's amazing how they have such a vast following of straight and lgbt uh viewers it's not just something that's meant for you know older gay men or young gay women to watch like it's for everyone to i mean enjoy. yeah i mean the fact that Olivia i'm straight yeah. i mean i'm a straight young lady in phoenix and i 
am all about RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. Have been since I think I want to say, gosh, I'm gonna date myself. Eighth grade. Oh God, <laughs> you're getting old, girl. <laughs> since like eighth grade, when I first saw it, actually on Netflix. It's not on Netflix anymore. Um, but I think season two was on Netflix, and I was all about that life. Back when Netflix was the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Netflix had some really good shows, and I mean, I really just used Netflix as an opportunity to, like, diversify myself and, like, <laughs> my viewing habits. Your phone culture. Girl, oh, get over yourself. Like, <laughs> All right, so, but do you think that um, RuPaul's Drag Race does, it has a good representation of people in the drag community? Do you think it shows enough of the deep side of them? Um, I think they do a good job. I mean, I, I talked to Courtney a little bit about this. Personally, as a viewer, I really like the opportunities where I see the queens. Oftentimes, it's at the makeup mirror just talking about each other's lives. And then it gives me as a viewer insight into who these people are more than just performers. Um, but I really talked to Courtney and she has a lot to say on this topic. I mean, a lot of times what we see on TV isn't a fair representation. And I think it's important that people don't just make assumptions of people based on that. So, I mean, I'm just going to play a clip from our interview. All right. That I think was it. really good. Um, I mean, I think that we were just trying to do our best and deliver great performances. Um, you know, the, the television always tells its own story, but I just remember being really focused. And um, I think one of the things about our season, which was funny, is that um, we were all getting on so well and we were all so supportive and having such a fun time that, like, that we didn't have that, like, you know, competition conflict where we were like wanting other people to lose so we could win. It was more just everybody having a good time, which is really nice. I mean, there's definitely, you, I a lot of times you feel like they're competing and it's kind of cutthroat. You know, you would think everybody wants to win $100,000, be the next drag That's superstar. That's how much they win? Yes. Girl. And uh, and they've on I'm a drag queen. <laughs> and like not to mention like the prizes. Like I think one year it was sponsored by Mac, then NYX, then Anastasia Cosmetics, and they've they've had Sephora, and they also win like a lifetime supply or a year supply, one of the two. Um, you gonna catch makeup. me on season what was what's the next season coming nine. up? Season nine. You can catch me, Kayla King Sumner, on <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race. You heard it here. Like <laughs> honestly, though, they hundred thousand dollars. Yes. And and not to mention, like most of these queens after the show, whether they win or not, they go on to do music videos and appearances, and they really. What I like about the queens in RuPaul's Drag Race is they all, as crazy as some of them can be, and some of them are, like, off a little, 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 you know, a screw loose. But as crazy as they can be, they all stand for something. And activism is really important and tied in with the show. I mean, there's there's all sorts of cues to it. I mean... I can't even identify how many times in just the last episode of this season that RuPaul mentioned the, that the clothes were from, you know, 
the clothes that they use and provide for the girls are benefiting the AIDS project or, you know, HIV awareness. They have a bunch of causes that the RuPaul's Drag Race company and the queens stand behind. Yeah. And I really admire that. That's amazing. I think that's most important just because, you know, RuPaul's Drag Race, I feel in my opinion, represents a very small portion <laughs> of the drag community. Everybody Which else is true. Is- it's fa- Putting it together with spit and glue. <laughs> That's what my grandma used to say. Oh, no. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know what I mean. So I think it's really nice that they focus on issues that represent the entire drag community as a whole. Yeah, cool. and speaking of, like, representing people as a whole, um, I know we mentioned it a little bit earlier in our show, but a lot of times, like, and I really got this from Courtney, so we'll let her tell you about it. But a lot of times it seems like entertainers feel as though audiences judge them based and make assumptions and feel like they know them. And I was really surprised to find out how much that affects them. Like, I'm just going to pl- play a clip that it was absolutely moving. When I was on Idol in 2003, that was like a hugely positive experience. But still coming off the show, I was really affected like being on television and having it kind of changes your world because everybody all of a sudden knows something about you before you know anything about them and it's it's a real like really quick shift and it's really hard to catch up um and so yeah emotionally it was it was really uh challenging at times uh and it's literally taken the last few years to kind of get back to a a really sort of like mentally healthy state i guess um, but now I, like, I'm, I'm feeling good. And um, there was, so it's interesting looking back because all of the challenges that it presented have now made me so much more of a, a better and, and more well-rounded person. So, yeah, it's cool. So, like, when people see sort of a version of you on television that may not be completely in alignment with who you are, it's kind of challenging to reconcile how people think you are and how you feel you are. I mean, I can't imagine people just like, I mean, I want to be a broadcast reporter. I mean, I can't imagine someone just watching the news and thinking that they know me and they've made up their mind about me and the kind of person I am based off those cuts. Do you think that that's something that people sign up for? I feel feel like, I don't know, I guess in my opinion, like when you get on TV, um, it's kind of like something that naturally happens. Yeah, you are subject to people's opinion, even the erect ignorant ones. People are going to say, oh, my God, I don't like that girl. Why don't you like her? Because she looked like she stank. <laughs> I mean, I think a little bit it is. But at the same time, I don't know if, the, if audiences really realize that these people are people, too. And they're they're not actors. I mean, yeah. they're, I mean, in reality TV, sometimes you get actors. But in this case, with RuPaul's Drag Race, you're getting people off the street like that are drag that are drag performers um and yes they're at the top of their game but they're people first and i think that no matter how famous you get you deserve to be treated as a person and people don't realize how big of a part editing is when it comes to television shows and you know personifications of people on reality tv and you can take a really good person i think and edit them into a really unappealing and, you know, not a nice person. Do you think that is then on the viewers or the 
people who make the shows? I think the editing issue would be on the producers and editors, but I think the assumptions of people without knowing them is on the viewer. Yeah. Okay. I could see that. Um, So I think, Olivia, is there anything else you want to talk about? I mean, I know, yeah, they're <laughs> actually coming to Phoenix. I'm very excited about it. Olivia's going. I That's am going. She's excited I, about and it. And you guys can go, too, because we'll be giving away some tickets. Uh-oh. We have five pairs of tickets that we'll be giving away throughout the week, so stay tuned. Um, we will be social media, putting yeah, it out. I'll promote on, this on my Twitter, for show. Sure. We will be sharing different ways in which you, too, can win tickets to RuPaul's Extravaganza Tour. Um... I'm really excited about this. What's going on? What day next week? It's going to be April 27th, but I did talk with Courtney about this as well, a little bit about what we can expect. Olivia's got all the insider info. Well, you know, at this point, I like to think I'm BFFs with Courtney Act, but I doubt she knows I exist even after our interview. (laughs) She's probably like, I just did, like, an interview with some girl, yeah. Remember, these people called her. (laughs) So I'm just going to like let Courtney tell you a little bit about what what we'll be seeing um, from the Extravaganza tour. It's the battle of the seasons, so I'm looking forward to some of the best of the best fighting it out. Battle of the seasons show. We're on tour around, we just finished the European tour, we're now in North America. Uh, I'm sitting on a bus right now with Miss Fame, Fifi, Violet, Ginger, Adore, Alaska, and Michelle Visage, and we're traveling around America doing our shows. Um, and so it's like a big kind of, I guess it's like a variety show. We're going to be at the Celebrity Theater. Um, so it's like a nice big theater with professional lights and sound. Like usually drag queens are seen in gay bars and nightclubs, so it's really nice to have that professional kind of aspect. And we've got group numbers, and we've got a fashion show where we all wear like some of our favorite looks from RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, and it's a really fun night. We just finished Europe and it was just epic. Like the energy of the crowd every night, just like thousands of screaming people having the best time, like looking out and seeing everybody like smiling and singing along. Um, so it's really cool. Something else I always look forward to, and I think every viewer on, like every viewer of RuPaul's Drag Race, their favorite episode, like, you you live for it is Snatch Game. And for those of you who don't know, it's kind of like a spin-off of the match game. So the the drag queens, they pick someone that they want to impersonate, a celebrity, um, a notable character, and they have to answer questions based off what their character would do. So it's an exercise in remaining in character. And oh my goodness, it is hilarious. It is the best part of the season. What's the funniest one that you've seen? Oh my gosh, I think the most well done I've seen was Jinx Monsoon. Um, I will <laughs> These names, <laughs> y'all. These names. Oh my gosh, that was by far my favorite because there was a queen, and I'm not gonna like. I'm gonna make you all look for it. I'm not gonna like, you know, throw her under the bus. But there was a queen, and uh-huh. she missed her cue. Like RuPaul <laughs> served it up on a platter, and she <laughs> let the waiter keep on walking. She <laughs> missed it. And when you know you watch RuPaul's Drag Race when you have metaphors like that. (laughs) (laughs) Like, she served it up on a platter and she missed it. And there was this awkward pause. And Jinx, who um, 
was impersonating um, Little Edie, which is, a, she's a fashion icon um, and one of the Kennedy's cousins. And so she, I think it was a political question. It was, um, are you into politics? And she leans over and she said, in reference to the scandal, she leans over and goes, oh, really? Um, it was quite the scandal. It was in all the papers at the time with my cousin. And I died. It was so well-timed. And then someone turned around and was like, you need to speak English to her. And she goes, I originated the language. Like, And I was like, yes. <laughs> like, I was living Snatch for game. it. Yeah. So, I mean, I think they're going to be doing that, too. I think um, Courtney said a little bit more about the show, didn't she? Yeah. Tell us. And then there's the Snatch Game, and then there's the fashion show. So there's lots of stuff that keeps us busy. Like, I think it goes for about two hours, and we kind of get dressed, go to the dressing room. Sometimes we have, like, a little minute to have a kiki backstage, but then it's back on stage for the next day. I love how... Wait, I'm sorry to interrupt you. She just said, are we going to have a kiki backstage? <laughs> I mean, I would love to, like, chill out with, like, all yeah. the RuPaul queens and just, for like... No, no, that's what have a kiki means, to have a... A like, gathering. Yeah, hang out. And a I hoot nanny. Love, like, I love that as, like, a straight girl, like, I feel so hooded. <laughs> I feel as so though when she was like, we're going to have a kiki backstage, I thought she was, like, talking to me. Obviously, she's not. But, like, oh, God, I just love that RuPaul's Drag Race really gives you an insight into, like, a little bit of an insight into a different community. And um, I think it does a good job just sh showing that there's a diverse group of people that make up the LGBT community. So whether the show defines the community or not, it definitely has a fair and balanced um, representation of the people. I mean, we have people who come from wealthy backgrounds. We have people who are black, Hispanic, um, Filipino, all different ethnicities, all different backgrounds, all different parts of the country. Something I really appreciate. And that's me too. I, I think that's a beautiful thing. Um, you have any more clips for us? Because, uh, you know, this is a special entity right here. We have special clips I mean, of Olivia and Courtney Act. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. No more clips. No more um, no. little tidbits. You'll have to go to the show. And if you stay tuned and you tune in throughout the week, um, you may be able to win yourself some tickets. That way you can experience the show, too. And who knows? Maybe yes. you'll see me and Kayla there. Kayla, hey, want to come with me? I do. Am I invited? Yeah. Got a plus one. What? Yes. Girl, guys, this is an exclusive. <laughs> All so, right. Thank you so much for joining me, Olivia. It's been a grand old time. That's it for today. Hope y'all enjoyed it. Tune in to Gadio on Blaze Radio every Monday night at 5 for the best LGBT news issues and popular culture. I'm Kay. See you next week.